Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. seated now escape from Pharaoh are you with me on chapter 3 page 7 second chronicles chapter 12 verse 8 it says but they will become his slaves amen so that they may learn the difference between my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. Mercy. <laughs> you see, there is a difference between the service of the kingdom of God and the service of the countries or the nations of the world. Yes, there is a difference. And God promised to punish Israel with a particular punishment. And that punishment was... I'll make you work for these kings so that you will see the difference between working for them and working for me. Wow. What do you think? Huh? Who have you worked for before? Kingdoms of the countries. Yes. Aviation. I've worked for Pharaoh. So you've flown things for kingdoms of the countries. What about the kingdoms of the Lord? You sing for the Lord. What about flying for the Lord as well? Huh? Why not? So that you may learn the difference. <laughs> I will fly Reverend Jimmy to Congo. You will fly Reverend Jimmy to Congo.
First flight. Kogo. Uh, Pastor Jimmy, I didn't say it. I was thinking that he was going to say he will fly me to healing Jesus crusades and other things. But his mind came straight to you. Can you fly helicopters? You don't have ratings. Can you learn it? Okay, learn it. I'm serious. I told you I don't joke. Okay, sit down. That you may learn the difference. There is a difference between working for God. Now, let me tell you. When you are working in Spain, Barcelona, you, you, you don't work for Pharaoh. You work for God. Yes. You see, because you did not go there because of money. You were settled in England. And I said, go to Spain. So, those secular aspects that you do, you are doing them to sustain yourself in the will of God. It's just like building a house. It's not that you love houses, but you also need somewhere to stay. So, as far as I'm concerned, you are not working for Pharaoh. You are working for God. Those of you who came to Geneva, like Vida, Iben, uh, Eddie, you didn't come here because of God. Or <laughs> you didn't come here because of God. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the truth. You didn't come here because of God. You came here because of uh, 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 money. You understand? Uh-huh. So if I say to you, and I, I, able, I say to you, okay, move to uh, uh, Berlin, and you are able to get this same job, and even earning tw- twice what you are earning in Berlin, but you go there because I've asked you to go there, even though you are earning twice as much, you see, the, it will be that that's the difference between working for God and working for the kingdoms of the countries. To me, you don't work for, for Pharaoh. You are not. From that time on, you are in full-time ministry. Yeah. So that's what you have to understand. There is a difference. Yeah. And it's from the foundation of the thing. How it starts. And why it starts. Do you understand? That is it. So, Chris, although it looks as if you are coming into full-time ministry, what you are coming to is to being paid. Uh But you've already been, because you gave up Birmingham, your house, your life, your everything. You gave up London to Birmingham, actually, yes. So from that time, you were happy in London. So go, you went to Birmingham. Then go, come to Paris. Then go, okay, now come to Johannesburg. It is now that he may now receive the first dollar. As a payment, not that you he's after money, he's after God. He's 
And now he's going to need some money to keep him alive. Because there's no, you cannot go and compete with South Africans who are also struggling for jobs. Now, are you there? So there is a difference. Do you get it? And you need to understand it so that you can do well. Four stages to escape from Pharaoh. Number one. Exodus chapter 13 verse 15. What does it say? Pharaoh would hardly let us go. It came to pass that Pharaoh would hardly let us go. It's not easy to break away. Duke, it will not be easy for you to leave. Uh, where, where do you work for? WHO. WHO. It will not be easy for you to work from, escape from WHO. Hey! hey. The chains with the tied to your legs. You cannot easily walk away from it. Yeah. The promises they've made for your future, the security they seem to, let, to, to give to you, it's not going to be easy for you to go away from it. So that's why I said, Pharaoh would hardly let us go. So stage one, Pharaoh does not want you to leave his employment. Have you seen it in the book? Look at the verse. This is how, when Moses was talking to Pharaoh, let us go, let us go. We want to work for God. We want to work for God. We want to work. Look at what happened. He said, and Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? What is, what is like house? Idiot. <laughs> who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord. Neither will I let Israel go. You see, he did not want them to go. You want to go and say, who is the Lord? What is Lighthouse? What is Mission? What is Congo? What is this? What is Rwanda? What do you mean? What is Paris? Oh, da, 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 da. Number two, after you put some pressure on for some time, Pharaoh will change his mind, but listen to the condition that he will give. Stage two, Pharaoh will allow you to serve God but wants you to remain with him. You understand? It's like, serve God, but be connected to him still. Do you understand? Not really be able to get away. So in Exodus chapter 8, verse 25, look at the verse. It says, And Pharaoh called for Moses and for Aaron, and said, Go ye, sacrifice to your God in the land. In other words, you can't go out of Egypt. Do your church things, but be with me still. Hey. When you put pressure on Pharaoh for some time, more times, uh, yes, yes, I'm serving God in the land and so on, but I want to be able to go away free. And Pharaoh will agree that he will bring another condition. Look at stage three. Because Pharaoh wants you to work for, for God Wednesdays and Sundays, Tuesdays, evenings. But God wants you to work for him every day. All day, every day. Look at stage three. Pharaoh does not want you to go too far. It's like go, but don't go to Congo. Congo is too far. <laughs> Germany is too far. Paris is too far. Perhaps Alton. Perhaps Ben. Perhaps a thousand. Perhaps Lausanne. 
Don't go too far. They're going too far now. So you, you, you are taking this thing too far. You are too serious about it. I mean, come on, lighten up. Loosen up. Exodus chapter 8 verse 28. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go. That you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far. Uh, not too far. Serving of this God is okay, but not you are taking it too far now. Yeah. You are taking it too far. What do you think? You're taking it too far. You came to church. It's nice. It's so wonderful. You did an exam, but it's now going too far. What you are thinking about is extreme, please. It's too much. Hey! Serve God, but please. There are some points you have to be careful. Mature. Be mature. Use wisdom, huh? Yeah, just just take your time. Yes. When you grow up, you will change your mind. Don't be a fool. Don't go too far. Listen, oh, this is a prophecy to you. Moses said, let my people go. My people will go and serve God. They want to make sacrifice to God. Pharaoh said, yes, but not just, just don't go too far. You see? You see how the devil is? You want to serve God. But when you were working for him, when you were working for the devil, he never said this is too far. Everything was not too much. You wanted more. You had one girlfriend, not enough. Another girlfriend, not enough. Another girlfriend, not enough. Sleeping with more girls at the same time. Sleeping with three boys at the same time. Yeah. Being a, a subject of, of gala. Do you know what is gala? Yes. Well, you are, more people are sleeping with you at the same day on the same and then, Yeah. Everybody comes at a different. This one has this. This one has this one has that. Yeah. It's not too far. To become a homosexual is not too far. All the things. Don't too far. Nightclub. Disco. Staying with a man. Staying with a married man. Going here. Traveling on the way. All those things are not too much. When it comes to God's work, ah, please take your time. Not too much prayer. Not too much singing. Don't sing too much. Sing one song. It's okay. Sing two songs. It's enough. Why do you want to change all your music to Christian music? Why? You are taking it too far. Come on, relax. Put on the radio. Come on. Keep the jazz. Keep this. Keep that. What is it? You get it? Yeah. So Satan is a type, Pharaoh is a type of Satan. He's, he's the symbol of Satan and how he restricts your, 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 your being set free. Yeah. Stage number four. Pharaoh does not want you to risk your finances. You want to risk anything financial. What does he say? And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye 
serve the Lord. Only, only let your flocks and your herds be stayed. Let your little ones also go with you. Leave the financial aspect out. You want to serve God. Don't risk your career, your finances, because your heads and your flock were their business. So don't risk your job at WHO or say what NTK, CTK. Don't risk it. It's very dangerous. And you where, 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 where? WHO, don't, don't, don't risk it. It's very dangerous. And, and you too, where? WHO, and you too. Hey, WHO. <laughs> There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. Love you, Joe. I can through all eternity. There is none like you. WHO. So when I was going to work for the Lord, are you with me? He was like, no, you're going to risk your life. You're going to live off collections, collections, collections. Are you out of your mind? Everybody's going to America. You are not going to America. My classmate, my classmate, he helped me to start our church when we started our church in America, in New York. I slept with him in the same room. My bosom old timest friend, oldest, the oldest type of friends. I stayed with him. We started. He said, "One of the pastors there." Yeah. But everybody was going. He went. Everybody when I was there alone. Yeah. yeah. I risked. I put my flocks and my heads at risk. And Pharaoh was saying, "I should go, but I can serve God. I can be a doctor." And a pastor, I shouldn't sacrifice or put at risk any financial aspect of my life. Uh, <laughs> are you there? Huh? So, brothers and sisters, it is very, very, very important. Amen. Now, the next one. You must walk worthy of this great opportunity. Amen? Amen. In other words, behave in the right way. Like when, when we were medical students, we were becoming doctors. We had to learn, look, that from tomorrow you are a doctor. A medical student to a doctor, just in one day, then you are a doctor. The, the day before you are a medical student, the day after you are a doctor. So sometimes you are used to behaving like a student. Then the next day you have been told you are now a doctor. So you have to change your thinking quickly. So that you can think like the, how you really are now. How, what you become? You become doctor. So, so that our student guyish ways, we have to suddenly, hey, remember, you are now Dr. Mills. <laughs> Instead of brother die. So, when God calls you, like he's calling you now, you have to quickly think and adjust how you behave. It's like somebody who's just become a doctor. So that you behave according to your calling. And that's what the Bible says when it says, in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1, walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. That's the first verse right there. Did you get that? Live your life in a way when somebody like you has been saved. 
A very bad person like you has been saved. Very bad person just like you has been saved. Huh? So you, you don't have to conduct yourself. That's why I said, somebody like me, 12 years ago, I should have been dead. I should have been dead. Sleeping in my grave. Hey. So what am I alive for? To have more children? To do this? To do... Oh, please. I'm here for God. As long as I live. To my last day. Belongs to him. And to his service. And to his kingdom. And it does not belong to my own self. To my life. Amen. Are you there? Wow. Now, how do you walk worthy? How many want to walk worthy? You want to walk worthy? Four reasons why you must walk worthy. Number one, you must walk worthy because it is a privilege to be chosen. What a blessing to be chosen. Huh? Among all your brothers and your sisters. How many have noticed that some of your brothers don't even believe in God at all? That you are different. Have you noticed? So why, why, why are you different? Why are you different? What does the Bible say? Therefore, seeing we have received, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1, notice the verse, seeing we have received this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. We will not be discouraged. Because we have received mercy, forgiveness. Sister, has God not forgiven you? Huh? Has he forgiven you? Would you like us to play the DVD of your life? Huh? Shabalaba sukababayabalabalaba. Shall we play the videos of our lives? How many would like your video of your life? You want the blood of Jesus to wipe away your, your, your sins? If we remove the blood of Jesus and your sins, we play your video here. You will even be ashamed to come to church again. Even if they call you pastor and they ordain you, reverend, bishop, whatever, you will be ashamed of the church. Because, you see, many of us, people don't know how we were. Hey! How many realize that people don't know how you were? One of our pastors at the Kodesh, he has a very angelic face. Yeah. He looks very, you know, this type of nice looking people. Yeah. He has this type of television face. He's the type of person who would win an election. And I, I mean, I never thought of anything that he was ever even in the world. The one day, when he opened his mouth. <clears throat> How he was a drunkard. I couldn't believe my, my eyes, my ears. Yeah, no, not even that one. Not that, a presidential one. <clears throat> you, 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 you will not know. But if God brings a demon, so... Ladies and gentlemen, we have a 20 minute DVD. What's your name? Pascal. 20 minute DVD of Pascal. 
Vida. Stand up. If I play your video. If I play your video now, you may be very shy. From today onwards. Very shy. Hey. One day I went for a crusade. I went for a crusade and after the crusade we we went somewhere to have a drink in the middle of the night about midnight. And when we finished, we were just coming out. And then we came out and it happened that where the crusade was, where the place was, was a disco. And my assistant evangelist. Yeah. As we were standing there by the car coming together, there was a door like this where the door is. And somebody came out, a wild guy with some muscles and some other gadgets and things on him came out. And then my assistant evangelist told me that this door he used to come out of this same door at 3 a.m. in the night. And from there, he would go to another disco. And then from there, he would go to another disco before he would get home in the morning. Hey! I said, you? He said, me? He used to have, he said, he said to me, I can, I, at the age of, from one, which I have of 12, he could drink one bottle of vodka. Vodka. So, me, I don't know what is vodka. So, one day, I went to a restaurant. I was in a certain town. I went to a restaurant. They said, what would you have to drink? I said, I'll have vodka. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, but I didn't know what it was. I said, I'll have vodka. So, they said, I said, well, I want one bottle. <laughs> they said, no, we don't, sell, we don't sell a bottle. We sell a torch. I said, I want one bottle. Because my assistant evangelist has told me that he drink one bottle and collapse. Unconscious. He can drink one whole bottle at the age of 12. And I look at him. And at that time, he was not even coming to serve the Lord full time. So one day I told him, I said, you, you are not grateful. I told him, you don't appreciate your salvation. Yeah. You, you should have been dead. Look at this guy, 3 a.m. coming out of this room with a, a certain girl. What can even save him? When you look at how he is even... When anybody talks to you, will he even listen? You, you have been talked to, you have been changed. I mean, you have been, and you, you, it's like your, your aim is to share paracetamol, uh, panadol, and uh, uh, chloroquine tablets. As your aim is to, to share medicine. You not, you not want to, you want to give yourself to work. You see, there's a certain, there's a certain, a certain comprehension of how God has been kind to you that will make you want to give yourself to Him. Yeah. I told you, you are, not, you are not grateful for your salvation. You don't know your salvation. That's why you, you even say you want to practice medicine. God has saved you. you. You should be so that I want to tell the whole world till I die how kind and merciful God is. That's what Paul said, that since we have received mercy, 
we would never faint again. We would never be discouraged from this work. Yeah. That's why I say that sometimes I want us to get videos of your lives. Hey. Recently, you, you think that video is not possible? Recently, a certain rich woman, she was with a certain man. And then the man had been having sex with her. was a very, very rich woman. And he said, look, what you I have all the videos. Yeah, yeah. It's a Swiss man. Eh? Yeah. So I have all the videos. Yeah, I have all the videos. I played the video right now. See, God has all our videos. Oh! You see, what I'm trying to say is that a human being did it to somebody and said, I have the video of us. And she was ready to pay so much money so that he will not release the videos. That's okay. So thank God for the opportunity to go to Germany. Hey. Thank God. Number two, why you must walk worthy. It is more natural. Hey, why? Where am I? Number two, you must walk worthy because you have a limited season of opportunity. Amen. Amen. This is what applies to the Levites. From the age of 25 years and upward, they shall enter to perform the service in the work of the tent of the meeting. But at the age of 50, they shall retire from service in the work and work no more. Amen. For up to the age of what? 50. Pastor Jimmy, have you passed that age? Yeah. But what does it mean? So it's not going to Kogo anymore. <laughs> So that is why I want to encourage. How many young people? You see, God said from the age of 25. Some of you, you feel you are too young to work for God. It is not true. 25. From the age of 25, you start. Yeah. You can't work for God. I I started working for God when I was 16 years old. Yeah. Started when I was 16. Witnessing, following up, writing the maps to people's houses, writing the prayer list of everybody. This is how I used to pray for people. Give me your book. I write the names like that. And I used to sit down and mention the names. In secondary school, I look at the name and I say, Henrietta. Linda. I have a list of that. Mention the name and I speak in tongues. I mention the name. George. Entry. Ebo Ankra. Father, I pray for Randy Mills. Emaya, 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 
this name I mentioned and I look at and I pray. I was 17 years old, 16. Yeah. Look for money. Where was money? I drew a map to everybody's house in the school. Yeah. Where's your pen? I drew a map. Yes, go here. Then you come to a kiosk. Then you turn right. This one is going straight. Huh. Give me pen. Then you go right. Then you come to a river. Then there's a watch seller here. Watch is rice, rice and beans. Rice and beans seller. Then you pass, you cross a bridge to the gutter. There's a big tree. And there's a certain man here. That's the house. Everybody. I have the map to your house like that. Everybody. In secondary school, I'm not talking about pay. I'm not talking about pay that somebody is giving me or I'm going to get something from you when I come. So that I, so that I know the way to how to visit you during the long vacation to prevent you from backsliding. Yeah. To prevent you from backsliding. Yeah. Yeah. So, all I'm saying that you are not too young. How many are young? How many feel you are too young? From today, you are not too young. There's nothing like you are too young. There's nothing like you are too young. Yeah. When you are full of the word of God, you sound much older than your age. Yeah. You'll be far older than your age. Because of the anointing, because of the word. Do you get it? So you write the map. I remember one day I went to visit one, one, one sister. She showed me the direction to a place at a shop. So I went there. When I got there then, they, they told her, your boyfriend has come. They shouted from your boyfriend has come. When I heard, I said, look at somebody. Your boy, idiot. You said, your boyfriend has come. <laughs> I'm coming on visitation. So as far back as that, people have started thinking bad things, thinking different things, thinking differently. It's not a new thing. And we have been fighting all these ideas for years and years. Hey! So you, you must know that you have a limited season and the season starts when you are young. The younger, the better. Some of you brothers, you are afraid because of certain feelings that you have in you. Brothers, are there not certain feelings that come? Ah! When you see the members, and you say, oh Lord, the feeling that I'm feeling, is it holiness or what is it? Because of these feelings, me, that was one of the things that frightened me from working for God. Because the feelings in my body. I feel the fire. I see the flames are moving. I'm not sure of myself. 
still had to serve the Lord. Yeah. Still had to serve the Lord. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. But it's all part of the discipline and to prove that you love God. What do you think? Huh? Yeah. So from 25, you are at the highest point of your fertility when you are 25 years old. From 25, your sperm starts reducing gradually. Yeah. Spams, by the time you're 25, the spams have become plenty. Hey! Freely, are you ready to give them? <laughs> Receive it. Hey! <laughs> But you see, it is at that very time that God is calling because you are going to direct the energy, the strength, the zeal. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you are older, you cannot do certain things. Yeah. To send a 60 year old man or a 21. Almost 60. A 21 year old man. <laughs> a 25 year old guy to go and walk in Kinshasa. Or to go and walk in uh, 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 Lumumba. What other town is there in Congo? Apart from Lumumbashi. Yeah, mention one more. There's another one, another famous one. Kisagani. I should send a 60-year-old man to go and work in Kisangani. Or I should send a 21. You, stand up. How old are you? 25. Come. Don't you think this guy can survive by the Congo River? <laughs> you can swim. Yeah. This guy can survive. Turn around and people can see you. You can swim in the Congo River. I, I send an elderly 60-year-old man. I think I'll be, how many would prefer to say that somebody who can swim by the Congo River? Yeah. He will survive. When I came to when we came to start the church here, I was staying in the hostel as a student. Yeah, we just stayed as we stayed as students all like, like, 14, how many years ago? 1990, uh, uh, what? 92. Yeah. 92. That means I was 20, 29 years old. Yeah, I was in my 20s. So I, I could learn new things. I had to learn the roads here. How I got a car, get insurance, get a license, do this, do that, register here, find a way, stay in the hostel, bath with people, go to toilet with people, different things. Yeah, but I'm only 29. I'm not only 29 years old. I'm not old. I'm not stiff. I'm not, I can't do this. I can't. No, no, no. You see, as you get older, there are more things that become more difficult. So this is the season. That's why you must walk worthy because God has given you a limited season. What do you think? He <laughs> looks like a soldier. You are blessed. You are strong. Very strong. The strongest so far. Number three. 
You must walk worthy because the grace of God has worked for you. Amen. What does the Bible say? 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. Read it there. What does it say? By the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God, I am what I am. You are what you are by the grace of God. Vida, stand up. Have you been in a war before? Come here. Have you been in a war before? Where's the microphone? Have you been in a war before? Huh? Yes, Bishop. You've been in a war before? Where they were shooting? Were you in your house? Yes. Were soldiers outside? Yeah. Did they come inside the house? Yes. What happened to you when they came? They shot the windows and um, the doors, so we had to go underneath the bed. Okay. And then they used an axe to break yeah. the door. Did they kill you? No. Did they rape you? No. So why, why didn't they rape you in your own house? They should have raped you and they should have killed you after. And they have, well, did they cut off your hand? No, they didn't. Did they cut off your hand? Hey! You see now? Look at that. You walk for how many, how many days? For, um, three days. Three days? You walk to where? To um, Danales in Cote d'Ivoire. You walk to Cote d'Ivoire. <laughs> and now you say you cannot take bus from Geneva to Lausanne. You walk to Ivory Coast from Liberia. From Liberia. And I say I'm coming from a camp. Uh, and I'm coming for a camp. You cannot come from Geneva to Lausanne. I have to make a special phone call to be able to get you to camp. But you were able to walk from, Li- from where to Liberia to Ivory Coast for three days. Do you see why I'm facing all these things? Did you bath? Did you bath when you were going? No. From for how many days you didn't bath? Three days. Yeah. yeah. A woman. Maybe she was in her period. In fact, when we got to Cote d'Ivoire, they they, went, they took us from Danali to the, um, the ambassador of Ghana's house in Ivory Coast, um, Cote d'Ivoire. And um, when his daughter saw my hair, it was thick, dirty. And the first thing she asked, "Do you want to have a bath?" Because we were s- you're smelling. Yeah. Stinking smelling. And somebody has married you. <laughs> <laughs> This man is somebody that's married you. <laughs> now you say you cannot come from Geneva to Lausanne. You cannot come from Geneva to Lausanne for meeting. Shall we pull there? <laughs> yeah, soldiers came go, 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 into the house. They went under the bed. They didn't kill them. They didn't cut off their hand. They didn't rape them. And you are reading, really said, by the grace of God, I'm here. You are in Geneva. I'm a lady, lady working with World Health Organization. I can't. So they say I should come from here. I can't come. Tell Bishop I can't come. I'm not coming from the camp. Tell Bishop I can't come. Your mouth like you cannot come. Your mouth. Your mouth. 
You say you can't come. Job boy! Job boy! of God by the grace of God I am what I am huh no, I say you can't come I can't come from here ah, we are busy Bishop we are busy <laughs> idiot <laughs> <laughs> you say you can't come. Ah. Oh. So God, He looks at us, oh, and He looks at you. You, you say what you can't do right now. He just looks at us. He just, he says, he's just amazed. Hey, you can't come. Eh? Okay, okay, I'll find somebody else who can come. You can't come and see. It's okay. Go and ask the dead body. The, de- the, the dead bodies. I, one of our church members, he was a carpenter. He told me, he said, when I was leaving Monrovia just like this, he said we were running. He was running with his, 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 his wife. Eh? He was with his wife. Have you seen that film, Rambo? Have you seen Rambo? When Rambo was with the lady, and the lady was shot, and he buried her, the same thing. He was running with his wife. I told you, is it? Huh? Oh, you know that story? No, actually, when we were running away, they were shooting bullets. And some people were just falling off where we were. Let's go in. They were shooting bullets, and some of the people that were with you were shot. And they fell down. Yeah, we were my father's car, so the bullet just goes through the window. We just pew. So he just pew. Pew. And today you are lay divider in Geneva. Who cannot come from here to here? 25 minutes. It's fantastic. You can't come. Chris, are you surprised that you can't come? No. Hey, you can't come. Hey. By the, see, so you see, by the great, that's why he's going to ask you, why did he spare you? Why did he leave you? Why did, why, like me, why did I have that? Why didn't I die? Because the reverend is two children. Dead six. Six. So we were five in the car. Why didn't we die? So you have, to, you have to remember, I didn't die because of the grace of God for some reason. And I will never forget that reason. I mustn't forget that. I must live always my life to the end. Thinking that I, I could have easily died. But God did not want me to die. Amen. Okay, sit down. You are lucky that the brothers have not... I don't know why they didn't catch you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Number four. Page 16. It is more natural... 
to, the, to live the life of an unbeliever, amen, than to serve God. It's more natural. That's why you must walk worthy, because it's more natural to just live the life of an unbeliever. And the Bible says, do not live, Ephesians 4, 17, affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk, in the futility of their minds, being darkened in their understanding and excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Amen. So there are three things. Amen. Three main characteristics of an unbeliever's life. A. To live as an unbeliever is to walk in the futility of your mind. Your mind is futile. It's useless. Don't use your just your thinking to live in this world. There is more to this life than how your mind... Hey, what time is December? Is it 6 to what? So we have some, a few minutes more. Okay. Huh? We, to, live, to live as an unbeliever is to walk in the futility of your mind. Your mind is futile. Don't trust your mind. Trust God. Don't trust your calculations. Trust God. Don't trust your working out of issues. Trust God. God is the one who you must trust. But unbelievers, they just think, that's, Europe is the best example. They have lived their life fully to the futility of their minds. Only to discover when they die that there is a God. Number B, page 17. To live as an unbeliever is to be darkened in your understanding. When you are darkened in your understanding, it means that your understanding cannot go far. When there is darkness, when there is darkness, are you there? When there is darkness, it means you cannot see far. So it means your understanding cannot understand far. So when you are an unbeliever, your understanding is darkened. Read the verse, Ephesians 4, up there. It says, being darkened in their understanding. So these are the three characteristics of an unbeliever in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Number one, to walk in the futility of their mind. Are you seeing it in Ephesians 4? Number two, being darkened in their understanding. And then number three, excluded from the life of God through ignorance. Amen. Amen. Excluded from the life that God wants you to have. When you walk with the futility of your mind and your understanding is not very far because it's dark. You are excluded from a certain life. Yeah, you're excluded from a certain life. So when you think the futility of your mind, yes, I have a job. Okay, my child is this. My this is that. Okay, my understanding does not go very far. You end up being excluded from the camp. You end up being excluded from the life. You end up being excluded from so many blessings that God has for you. You are excluded from your real calling and your real full-time ministry. Because your futility, your mind, the uselessness of your mind, you, you followed it. And your limited understanding, understanding which was dark, so it was like limited. You understood only up to a point. When God said, give, it shall be given unto you. Your understanding is darkened. So you don't understand that give, it shall be given. You understand that give, you lose it forever. Give and then you will not have any more money. Your mind is limited. Your understanding is deep. So you are excluded from a certain life of peace, a life of joy, a life of working for God, a life of full-time ministry, a life of giving up yourself, a life of praising God, a life of ministry. You are excluded from it because your thinking is up to, just up to this place. And your understanding is just small because it's dark. When it's dark, you can't run fast. 
if this place was dark, I would take my time. So when your understanding is dark, your understanding rolls slowly. So other believers are watching us. They, they see us as idiots. <laughs> because of the futility of their mind. They say, why should you come here Monday when you should be at work? Look at you, idiot. You are sitting here. Tuesday when you should be at work, working at a, a UBS or Credit Suisse Bank. You are sitting here, idiot. Wednesday when you are supposed to be at whatever, WHO, you are here, idiot. It's because their understanding is darkened. So when you come and work for God, huh, you walk worthy and you walk away from the life of the unbeliever. You walk away from the mind of the unbeliever and you start to be fruitful for God in his house. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yes. Are you there? Yes. How many are being blessed with this book, Walking Worthy? Yeah. Chapter 5. How to walk worthy. Amen. Number one, do not offer strange fire. In other words, you cannot just serve God the way you want to serve him. God has prescribed what he wants you to do. Like me, I can't just do what I want to do. I have to do what God wants me to do. I can't just get up and start doing things. Huh? Are you there? Are you there? Leviticus chapter 20, page 22. Leviticus chapter 10. It's right there in the book. And there came out from the presence fire from the Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay? And consumed them. And they died before the Lord. Amen? Uh, it starts from before. Nadab, chapter, verse, uh, page 21. Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took their respective fire pans and after putting fire in them, placed Incense on it and offered strange fire. Narab and Abihu. Strange fire. They offered a ministry which God was not. They didn't know what ministry this is. <laughs> strange fire. There are some people who are offering strange fire to God. God hasn't called them. And they have decided to offer strange fire. Nadab and Abihu. And offer strange fire before the Lord which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, it is what the Lord spoke saying, by those who come near me, I will be treated as holy. And before all the people, I will be honored. So Aaron therefore kept silent. Amen. You, you can't serve God the way you want to serve him. You can't offer strange fire. You can't just do things. Well, it's ministry. There is fire and there is strange fire. They were supposed to offer fire, but not fire that God has not asked for. Strange fire, which was not something. When you say something strange, I don't know about this one. When God sees you in his tabernacle, he says, but I don't know about, I don't remember ever calling you. I don't remember ever calling you to come here. Who, who, made, who made you a founder of a church? Who made you a founder? Who made you ask you to start any church? Who made you to who made you to break away from this church? Who made you to do what you are doing? They offer strange fire, and the Bible says, "God struck Nadab and Abihu." I, I didn't write this book for anybody. I wrote it long time ago. 
I'm just reading the things to you. In case you think I mean Reverend Nadab and Reverend Abihu of Switzerland. Sons of Aaron. They were sons of Aaron. They were pastor's sons. They came from Aaron. And now they were doing something different. Which God has not asked them to do. So watch out. Those of you Nadabs of Switzerland and Abihus of Switzerland. What to you? Because a certain spear is coming in the spirit to clear you out of the system. Because God said, I will be hallowed and I will be honored by all those who come. When you come to serve God, you must come to serve God with holiness and with a certain fear and reverence of the things of God. You can't just come and mishandle the church, mishandle the people, mishandle the bishop, mishandle the servants of the Lord. And just offer any kind of fire that you feel that you want to offer a fire in Switzerland. That God has not asked you to offer that fire. Hey. Bible says Aaron was silent. Yeah, because God cleared them out. Nadabs and Abihus. Yes, they were Aaron's sons, okay. Yes, they were people that came out from him. Yes, they were supposed to be in the house of the Lord. But what they were doing, God did not recognize. What are you doing? What is this? They're doing something different in the church. Strange fire. Fire, okay, but strange fire. Fire, all right, but strange fire. That's what we talk about. Work worthy. The fact that you have been offered the opportunity to be a lay pastor, work worthy of it. Don't get up and start offering strange fires which God has not asked anybody to offer in Switzerland. You should rather be thankful instead of asking for percentages of the offering and taking away the church's instruments and going to use that same instrument which you have stolen to offer strange worship to God. You are taking our chairs, taking our instruments, taking the members, and you are coming to use that same organ to offer a strange incense, which God doesn't know about. What incense is this? And they were sons of Aaron. That means that they were products of Aaron. And now you are offering something that is different. That God has not asked for. So be careful. You know, I didn't write the Bible. I didn't write the Bible. I didn't write the Bible. You better be careful when you deal with God. You better be careful when you deal with the things of God. You better be careful when you handle men of God. Even if you think they, are, they, are reti- they have retired. Or even if you think they are old. Or even if you think they are outdated. You better be careful. Well, God has a reason why he likes every single one of his servants. Me, I had, I, had a, I had a servant in my house. And he was, st- he was stealing. But I like him. Yeah. I have, I have, I have, I remember two servants in my house. One doesn't steal, one steals. And I like both of them. <laughs> Sometimes I even like the one who steals more than the one who doesn't steal. Charlie, be careful with God's servants. Sometimes you even steal and you see their faults clearly. And you'll be surprised that God likes the, this one with his fault. <laughs> hey. hmm. 
still there? Yes. Nadab and Abihu. They offered strange fire. And God killed all the two of them. What is strange fire? Sin. It's a type of ministry. The fire represents the ministry that they were. It's not like they went to sleep with women like Eli's sons. Those are different things. But it's like they were trying to do ministry. But it's like a different kind of ministry that God didn't ask for. And something disorderly, out of order. Totally out of order. You do not break somebody's church to go and build your church. Where are my members? Every single member who came, who stands in Lighthouse is our member. When you have our member in your church, if you have a Lighthouse member in your church, you have a stolen property. And I am placing a spiritual arrest warrant for all, all thieves of sheep. All sheep thieves in Switzerland. I am placing a spiritual arrest warrant for you. All those who are taking my members. I came to Switzerland in 1992 to start a church. You have come for the members. You have come for the instrument. You have come for the chairs. What to you? What to you? Something will chase you in your house. You wait and see. You have come for my people. People that God has given me. You have come for them. Where are my members? Where are my people? I'm asking you for the people. I'm asking you for the people. A fire will come and burn you in your house. You wait and see. You say you are offering fires and other incense. I'm not saying you are sleeping with somebody. I'm not saying you are stealing my. I say you are offering a different fire. You say you are also doing ministry. Be careful. Where are my members? You have lied to them. You have lied to them. You have told them lies about me so that you could steal them from me. What to you? All the cases of a thief will follow you. You see, I will not curse you, but the cases of a thief in the Bible, they will all follow you. You've told them lies about me so that they will believe you. You've told them bad things about me so that they will believe you. You wait and see when your harvest comes. I, I will not curse you, but Galatians 6, 7 will follow you. Whatsoever a man so it, it will become plenty and he will to come to him. Hmm. You've come for my people. You've come for my chairs. Lighthouse's name is on it. You've told them something so that they will follow you. Why? What have I done to you? Have I done only good things? Bible says, He that repaired evil for good, evil shall never depart from his house. He that repays good with evil. Evil shall never depart from his house. The, the good that I've done to you to make you a pastor and to encourage and let people honor you in this town and this city. How have you repaid it for me? What have you said? What is the payment you have given me? Go and read your Bible. What have I done to you? And today you have made my own sons. Sons of Aaron. Come and offer a type. They do another type of ministry. So be careful. Many years ago, Archbishop Idahosa, he had a church. And some of the pastors took the church. And he sent some people to go and collect the instruments and all the things because they are taking over the church. They killed those pastors, including his own brother or relative. Yeah. 
They killed all of them. They never saw them again up to today. From that day, when I heard that, I said, I will never fight over chairs, instruments, whatever. I will not fight with all those things. I will commend you to God. I should take, because I, that thing was a message to me that never fight over chairs, instruments. If you want to take it, take it. Yeah. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You want to steal my things, my members. Hey. My children. You told them lies about me. What did I tell them? Look, ask in here. Do I not tell you good things about all my pastors? I always tell you good things about them. This one has done this. This one is this. This one. They are always encouraging the people to believe in you. Mary, I tell you good things. I've honored her. Charles Barnum all these people, they have done Joseph. All I say, what have I done to you? Why, why will you now tell people bad things about me to, 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 to make them think of me as a, a bad person? What have I done to you? You have to be careful. Yeah, you must be careful. You are playing with something that you are repaying, you are preparing a good thing with an evil thing. I haven't done anything bad. And all of us as we are sitting, we, all, we are all not perfect and we know ourselves. We have all had different, different issues. But I always, I want you to be, I want you to be greater, greater, greater. Even when you see that, even I'm joking with you and we are laughing, you can see that it's even out of laugh that somebody can even, you, you become a, a, a laughter and a, a kind of something that is interesting. If you are not even favored, you will not be, you will not be mentioned in such a light. Sit down. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, Ephesians 4, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. If God has given you this great privilege to travel from here to here, to go and walk worthy, handle it with care, handle it with a certain reverence and appreciation. Of such an opportunity. Don't turn around and say, you are warning us and you, we better answer you within the next whatever. Otherwise, you advise yourself. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? You, you see, you've not understood what it means to work worthy of the calling and opportunity. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. So that then you will walk in a mother worthy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. To please him in all respects. Are you seeing Colossians chapter 1 verse 10? To please him in all. He, bearing fruit in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Not decreasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all power. According to his glorious might. For the attaining of all steadfastness. And patience. You must attain a level of steadfastness and patience. Amen. Amen. Therefore, since we have this ministry, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Yes. Don't be tired of traveling for the Lord. Don't be tired of preaching. Don't be tired of looking after people. Don't be tired of caring for them. Don't be tired. We do not faint because we realize that we have a blessed heritage and a blessed permission from God to be here. How can you get tired and be weary and start talking like a fool? 
We do not lose heart, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame. Not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God, but by the manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Amen. Amen. Recommend ourselves to people's conscience in the sight of God. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Alright. We shall continue after the break. 20 ways to walk worthy. Hey. See, this is, these are all lay ministry and full-time ministry. They are foundational things. Without it, you cannot, this work cannot do, go on well. Amen. Okay. Are you ready for lunch? Dinner. Offering. Okay, take out an offering. Okay, let's lift up your offering. Take out a good offering, please. Father, we thank you as we give this offering in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.